You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're going to talk about e-commerce, which is a topic that has become increasingly important throughout the pandemic. And with me is David Rosenko, who is head of e-commerce for Square. Welcome, David. Thanks so much for joining us. So how did you come to Square and what's your role there? Well, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, I came to Square. I started a company called Weebly uh, in, in 2007. And, um, you know, that that essentially was the, the online version of how to get your business started, how to do business online. Uh, in 2018, Weebly was acquired by Square and uh, I joined now as the head of e-commerce. So what excites you about the prospects for e-commerce? Well, I think what really excites me about about the prospects for e-commerce these days is just how wide open of a field it is now going going into 2021. You know, the world changed quite a bit last year. Uh, but, you know, in many ways, it um, brought us further into the future faster. And uh, what really excites me about e-commerce is just all the positive potential that that can be brought in terms of operations, in terms of attracting customers, growing your business, and creating new experiences for diners. So I think there's really, you know, a lot uh, that 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 we can do now that we sort of reimagine how the world works. Uh, you know, obviously not due to circumstances that anyone would have wished for, but but in many ways just just put us ahead. I guess can give me some details of what are Square's e-commerce offerings in particular, any of the ones that relate to restaurants? Sure. So I think the most relevant for restaurants, you know, we'll start with the Square online platform. So the Square online platform is effectively, uh, you know, a full online ordering system. Uh, It works very, very well for restaurants. It, you know, allows you to, uh, you know, effectively have a direct channel where you can transact online and accept orders and not have to pay commissions on third-party marketplaces. Um, and so and so that last bit's really important. Um, there, there's also a couple of products that fit in really well with the Square Online platform. One of those is the on-demand delivery platform. And effectively, that, that allows you to leverage uh, courier networks, uh, marketplaces to just do the delivery side. So, you know, today that's that's Postmates and DoorDash. And you could actually accept deliveries on your own online ordering page, have them actually fulfill the order and do the delivery, be able to manage that from your point of sale. Uh, for example, tracking where the courier is or knowing, uh, you know, what the status of the order is. But again, uh, all of that with just the customer paying a delivery fee, no fees, uh, no no commissions charged by the marketplaces. So, you know, I think I think that one's really important. The second one is the self serve ordering system, and this is effectively a uh, QR code system. But you know, it doesn't have to be QR QR codes. Uh, re- really, it's the ability for your customers, your dine in customers, to come to scan a code to uh, get the menu on their phone, and then to do all the ordering from their phone. Um, you know, initially this was really prompted by, um, you know, ha- ha- having proper social distancing during the pandemic, but it really brings a lot of benefits um, that that we've really been trying to implement for a long time. For example, uh, you know, the ability, you know, to, to run your business more efficiently without, you know, having to have as many staff for taking orders. You'll, you'll obviously still have that um, because not everyone will want to use the system, but 
um, but it does add efficiency. Uh, you know, on the on the customer side, the ability for them to uh, go ahead and reorder a drink, uh, you know, without having to wait or um, split the check, or even just automatically get up and pay, and the tab is just you know closed out with automatic gratuity at the end. So there's really a lot of possibilities that this brings. Um, you know, just knowing exactly where your customers are, you can you know ha have the runners bring the food directly out to them. So the, you know, Square Online, the on-demand delivery platform, and and self-serve ordering most relevant for restaurants. You know, particularly now when we're hearing, you know, as we're getting back into a recovery phase and restaurateurs are, are out there looking for labor and they're having a hard time finding people. So, you know, having technology that can kind of, you know, fill in the gaps definitely is, is a big help at this time. Absolutely. So can you give me some examples of how Square worked to help restaurants pivot during the pandemic? Sure. Uh, so around March timeframe uh, in, in 2020, it, it sort of became obvious that the world was changing very, very rapidly. And, uh, you know, right around the time that, that San Francisco implemented the first shelter in place order, we gathered the whole team and just said, OK, we, we just need to rewrite our roadmap. We need to throw out the old roadmap. You know, the world's not going to look the same anymore. And and we need to very quickly adapt because you know, that that's what our sellers were having to do. And, and, and so obviously we need to be there for them. And, you know, within 48 hours, we had launched curbside pickup functionality. Um, you know, within a week, we had launched delivery functionality. That that was something that was on our roadmap, but but we anticipated launching about four months from that point. So, and, and, and we scrambled and made that happen in a week. So, you know, really from that point on, it was a steady drumbeat of things that restaurants needed to, to to adapt to this new reality that we are all facing um you know and then we we did go ahead and launch things like the on-demand delivery platform and self-serve ordering all in 2020 in response to the pandemic so you know uh, uh you know restaurants were really faced with you know incredibly dire uh situation and we really wanted to be there um and move as quickly as we could to help support them through that you know having a digital presence is a necessity now do you feel that that moving forward that restaurants now are aware of their of their digital presence and that will be paying more attention to it in the future? Well, I think it's certainly brought, you know, the conversation very, you know, very front and center. You know, prior to the pandemic, I think, you know, having some kind of digital presence or, you know, moving your operations to be digital was something that was on the roadmap for a lot of restaurants, but maybe the 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 three-year game plan. And then all of a sudden, a lot of people found themselves having to implement that in in maybe three or four days. And so, um, so so I think you know de definitely had to move very very quickly to adapt. And it's been inspiring really to see um, just the resilience there uh, with with a lot of people actually able to pull that off and and stay in business. Um, but I think you know looking forward, what what does that bring us? And I think you, know, you think about you know, uh, mo moving to, you know, moving online, moving to a digital operations platform, you know, it does a couple things. Um, first of all, it, it helps you attract customers. And most importantly, it helps you attract customers to, a, to your direct channel where your margins are much better. Um, and, you know, the, the second thing it does is when you move your operations, increasingly more and more of your operations digital, um, you know, your point of sale system actually, you know, has all the information you need to track ingredients, your, um, you know, your orders are tracked and you can, you know, get, get the customer data to understand customer profiles. Is this a new, you know, is this a, a new customer? Is this a, a repeat customer? 
and you know market to them accordingly you know even bringing things like um you know having a kds so that you know you're not uh, uh you know tracking your orders via tickets which you know have the potential to maybe not print or get lost in the in the in the shuffle um you know all these things at the end of the day um help you run your business more efficiently you can use and leverage self-serve ordering to help you know increase the efficiency of your operation um you know for dining customers so all of these things help you um understand what's going on in your business they help you increase your margins by forming direct relationships with your customers they help you improve the efficiency of your operations and at the end of the day they'll they could really help you report and understand exactly what's going on in your business um you know i think all, all of these things are incredible positives coming out of this this shift to digital and can really help build a more efficient, a more resilient business with better margins, which is something that, you know, really is 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 on everyone's roadmap. So, um, you know, I think there really are a lot of positives coming out of the, the shift to digital. So what would be some other positive can list off? Sure. I mean, you know, again, the big thing in terms of the benefits is, um, you know, I think strategically it's on two sides. It's It's saying, can you build a direct channel so that you don't become, you know, your 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 customers don't form their relationship with a third party, um, but they really form a strong relationship with you, and you can, you know, encourage that relationship, you know, whatever makes sense for your brand, whether that's, you know, loyalty programs or discounts or you know specialty menu items or you know what whatever it is that makes sense for your brand on on the one side, you want your customers coming directly to you, not interacting through someone else. And then on the flip side, improving the operations, uh, you know, whether that's through self-serve ordering or at KTS, but really making your operations more efficient, um, improving your margins from that perspective, and then having better reporting so you understand exactly what's going on. So I think on those two sides, you know, a digital platform really helps a lot. So the restaurant businesses, as you know, I'm kind of apprehensive about technology but have really found technology to be a savior during the pandemic. So do you think moving forward that restaurants will be more open to technological solutions because they're seeing the result? Well, I mean, I think I think buyer expectations, you know, the the diner expectations have changed and, you know, diners increasingly will expect to um, not call in an order, but but to be able to place it online. Um, increasingly, they'll expect the convenience of being able to order themselves from their phone and automatically split the check. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of these things are going to persist. They, they, they were things on the roadmap anyway, um, you know, even before the pandemic. And now that the pandemic sort of ushered all that in they're they're going to persist past that. So I would anticipate that um, for a lot of restaurants, you know, a lot of this technology is here to stay. But, you know, again, it actually provides a lot of benefits in terms of efficiency, in terms of, you know, being able to improve the margins. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day, it can it can really be a net positive, not something that, you know, you were just forced into, but something that helps you run a more efficient business. So why do you feel it's so important for restaurants, particularly now, to meet their customer wherever they are? Well, if you don't meet your customer uh, where where they are, someone else will. And, you know, that that I think is the crux of the next you know, the next five years or so in the business is smart restaurateurs will build up a direct channel that they can uh, engage their most loyal customers on and um, and have, you know, all of their repeat business go through. And I think, you know, the the 
the the scenario that's not as bright is one where someone else does that and you know that could be a marketplace that that creates this very loyal uh relationship with customers you know in the process disintermediates you know a lot of the restaurants all of a sudden their customers aren't choosing you know them necessarily for their brand uh for for a loyal relationship uh they're they're choosing based on someone else's loyalty program or someone else's incentives and you know and so i think the the really important thing is if you're not out there meeting your customers where they are someone else will be and at the end of the day there's a there's a large risk of getting um disintermediated from that relationship um on the flip side if you do actually go and meet your customers where they are and you're able to you know integrate your your variety of of ordering channels in one system um this brings all this superpower that never existed before you could actually track exactly you know which customers and what their profiles look like and start to split them out into you know your your most rabid loyal customers that order you know three or four times a week from you know your occasional customers from your first time customers and you can actually engage with them differently um you know with with the qr code self-serve ordering for dine-in you know for the first time you're actually collecting your customer information um you know when people come to dine in and so you have their email their phone uh you could actually re-engage them and say hey you know that that was a friday where where you came in um ate in but on a wednesday why why don't you place a delivery order um and so you could actually increase customer engagement that way across all your different channels and ordering types so i think there really is a huge potential um that's there for the taking uh you know if people double down on these technology platforms you touched a little bit on this before, but how has the pandemic changed customer expectations, you know, particularly as it relates to delivery and payments? Sure. I mean, I think what the what the pandemic has done is really create the expectation that that you'll be able to order in the way that's convenient and makes sense for you at that point in time. So, um, you know, sometimes that will mean uh, delivery. Sometimes that will mean pickup. Um, sometimes that'll be dine-in with, um, with, with, with QR code ordering. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it really comes down to convenience uh, for the customer. And I think th those expectations are going to persist. You know, people have gotten quite used to being able to, you know, go ahead and, and um, you know, place that delivery order, uh, you know, maybe on Friday, the pickup order on Tuesday, um, and then and then go and go and dine in and have that convenience of you know everything happening quickly and smoothly in terms of the ordering. So um, you know I think I think all those expectations are going to persist, but at the end of the day, it's a better experience um, for consumers. Um, you know, simpler, easier, faster, better experiences generally result um, in increased purchases. So uh, so so while the expectations change, I think those that that, that are able to leverage um, that will be the ones that thrive. So how important is it for restaurant owners to be adaptable and nimble moving forward? Well, restaurant owners have been quite adaptable and nimble um, over the last year and change. Um, so I would, and you know, I actually have a, a wood desk here, so I'm gonna knock on wood. I would hope that restaurateurs will have to be less nimble and adaptable in 2021 than they've had to be in 2020, um, because God, that was, uh, that, that was quite a wild ride, wasn't it? Um, so, you know, I think that, uh, you know, from our perspective, I think that, you know, a lot of what transformed in 2020 forms the foundation that you build on going forward. 
And, you know, a lot of these technologies that you've adopted and leveraged, you know, 2020 was a time to adopt new technology, uh, new ways of doing business and kind of invent it on the fly. I think 2021 is a time to perfect that. It's a time to say, okay, how do we, you know, maybe, maybe some, some of our integrations weren't very good. Like, how do we consolidate on one platform so we can be more efficient? And I think it's really tuning and tweaking and, um, and then at the end of the day, responding, um, hopefully to increase demand, um, you know, as, as at least in the U S here, we have, uh, hopefully some return to normalcy this year. So, um, so, you know, I think that, you know, again, last year was really a year to, uh, uh fly by the seat of your pants. And, and this year is a, a year to take all those learnings and kind of perfect them. So what's some advice you would give to restaurateurs who, Maybe they haven't jumped on the e-commerce bandwagon yet. What what advice would you give to them? Well, I'd say first and foremost, it's you know it's not too late. Um, there's lots of different ways to engage, whether that is um, you know just doing pickup, uh, whether that is um, you, you you know leveraging a platform like um, Square's on-demand delivery platform to um, to be able to offer deliver delivery in a more sustainable way, margin-wise. Um, you know, or even trying a new concept like, uh, you know, a pickup window concept or um, leveraging self-serve ordering to kind of bring that ordering experience right onto, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the customer's phone, um, you know, so, something that's really, really easy for them to do and also more efficient on the restaurant side. So I think there's lots of ways to play. Um, but uh, at, at, at the end of the day, um, what you really want to be doing is choosing a platform that lets you do that all from one platform. Because the other thing that's that's very possible is adopting a hodgepodge of different products and technologies that don't work very well together and creating a bigger headache for yourself. So I think what you do really want to be focusing on is how can I choose one platform that is very well integrated that can meet all of my needs so that not only can I offer these new solutions, but I can do so operationally in a very efficient way. So as we hopefully head toward a more robust reopening and recovery, how can restaurants kind of capitalize on the online selling that they've already been doing and kind of integrate it into their new normal business model? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the key here really is um, really starting to develop a strategy for building your robust direct channel. Now, now, now some may have already figured that out. And for some, they may be at the start of that journey. But, you know, strength going forward, you know, not just in 2021, but but in the years to come is really going to be about developing, you know, a base of very loyal customers that you engage with directly and and finding the way that makes sense for your business to do that. So, you know, obviously, an easy way is a loyalty program or 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 discounts or coupons. Um, you know, for, for re-engaged purchases, but that, that may, may not make sense for everyone in terms of their brand, but you can do things like having exclusive ordering hours or, um, uh, you know, or, or having, um, specialty menu items, kind of, kind of these secret menu items to reward your most loyal customers. So there's lots of things that you can do that, that, that can fit within your brand. Um, but at the end of the day, the strategy here is, is really building an engaged and loyal customer base that comes back to you directly, you know, because of that relationship they have with you. So it's a matter of building and developing, you know, an online and digital relationship with someone that that still is engaging, 
you know, it's the hospitality just in a, a different kind of uh, different kind of way of looking at it. Exactly. So, what are some of the trends that you've seen throughout the pandemic, and how restaurants have, uh, you know, kind of done the pivot? Um, what are some of the trends that you think have staying power? And you know, and just what's your general, you know, outlook? You know, as we as we move forward for the restaurant businesses. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I'll tackle the second the second part first. Um, you know, I think there there are really a lot of analogies in the restaurant business with um, you know with a, with a transformation that the airline business went through. Um, you know, well, really, the travel industry went through. Um, you know, maybe two decades ago, and um, you know what what you saw was a lot of aggregators that came online, allowed people to search for the cheapest flight. Um, and, you know, really a lot of that buyer demand started shifting to the aggregator and, um, you know, buyers didn't go to an airline first, they went to the aggregator first and then from the aggregator to the airline. And, you know, so, so I think there's a lot to learn, um, from, from how that transition played out in the travel industry and, you know, certain segments of the travel industry did that quite well and others did not adapt as well. And, you know, the airlines, they figured it out. And if you go to, to kayak to search for an airline flight these days, you know, and then you find that you want to book on Delta, uh, you'll actually be taken directly to Delta's website to book. And that's where Delta has the opportunity to really engage you, um, you know, with some form of, uh, you know, loyalty or, you know, repeat customer engagement. And, um, you know, if you look at the hotel industry, they didn't do that as well. And you tend to book your hotels on the aggregators. And, you know, a lot of cases for that industry, you know, they really suffered a decrease in margins because of that. And so I think, you know, there's there's a lot of lessons to learn from 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 how that played out in that industry. You know, I think increasingly for restaurants, there's this question of, you know, if a lot of the buyer demand you know, if if buyers are just uh, forming this repeat habit of going to, you know, a marketplace to make their purchase, um, what does that look like for restaurants? You know, if the, you know, if the relationship isn't directly with the restaurant, that opens the door for, um, you know, these ghost kitchens and these sort of more temporary brands that that don't actually have a real location, but but uh, you know, but 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 you create these um, uh, kind of burner brands that can, you know, um, you know, accept an order that just goes to a ghost kitchen that cooks food for 10 different brands on the marketplace. So I think there's a there's a lot of ways that uh, that this goes wrong um, for the industry. Again, the key for, for any restaurant to um, retain strength through this transition is going to be to build, you know, a base of loyal customers that they engage with directly, that they can offer, you know, incentives and things that are attractive for them to 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 keep coming back. And, you know, and and what I think we did see, um, you know, moving to the first part of the question in terms of what has staying power, uh, there, there was a huge, 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 um, you know, nimbleness, um, inventiveness during the pandemic you saw, um, you know, restaurants really break out of, you know, what has been the traditional model for uh, a very long time, you know, may maybe maybe 100 years and start to offer uh, new things, you know, not just food, but, you know, things like groceries, um, things like staples. You saw um, some restaurants offer services where, uh, you know, where, where maybe they would offer a meal kit. And then, you know, that evening, uh, you know, they had a well-known chef and the chef would uh, do a Zoom cooking class with a dozen people who would purchase the meal kit that day. And so I think that that inventiveness can continue. 
um, it's just how, how do you go and engage this, this loyal customer base and, and kind of rethink how we do that? Um, you know, what, what are kind of new ways, you know, kind of new um, incentives that, that we could provide that, that would be really interesting? Like you said, it's hospitality just in a different medium. And so, and so how do we rethink that and what, what, what that means and what the potential is? And I think there's just a lot of potential going forward. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you.